0: At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data
1: insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time and payroll.
0: In the second episode of this season, we talked about how the fake news industry exploits certain quirks in our behavior to target us with misinformation. One of these quirks, which is very common in all of us, is confirmation bias. It basically states that we give preference to information that confirms our pre-existing beliefs. Even if that information is factually incorrect, if it goes well with our beliefs, we are not very likely to question or criticize it. And that is what makes us vulnerable to fake news. To make matters worse, those who spread fake news often use graphic images and videos shared out of context to help you confirm the false narratives being sold to you. And if you thought that this wasn't bad enough already, things are about to take a turn for the worse with the introduction of a new type of fakery called deep fakes. Deep fakes use machine learning and artificial intelligence to manipulate and doctor videos like never before. If you thought seeing was believing, well, think again. I'm your host Arches, and you're listening to That Fact Check Show. On June 7, 2019, Instagram user Bill Posters posted a video of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg giving a very sinister talk about how the future can be controlled by stealing large amounts of data. Imagine this for a second. One man with total control of billions of people's stolen data, all their secrets, their lives, their futures. I owe it all to Spectre. Spectre showed me that the voice seems very familiar sounds just like Mark Zuckerberg the video itself will not come off as anything unusual it is the same zuckerberg we know short hair round eyes familiar bags under those eyes the pointed nose they all belong to zuckerberg for free the more you express yourself the more we own you however it isn't mark zuckerberg His face was just morphed on that of a voice impersonator using deepfake technology. British artists Daniel Howe and Bill Posters teamed up with an advertisement company called Canny to make this video. And this wasn't done to diss on the Facebook CEO, but rather to spread awareness of what is to come. With fake news and misinformation turning out to be quite an affliction for the society, what could be the possible impact of deepfakes on us? To learn more about this, we spoke to Prashanthu Roy, who is a tech and media analyst based in Delhi.
1: Deep fakes are videos that look super realistic as if it was really Obama or Trump or Modi or you or me saying something really outlandish or something that they didn't really say. Uh, The word comes from deep and fake, deep learning, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, which is used and fake. Uh, And the system, what it does is it learns from real videos of the person that you want to create a fake of and it learns his facial expressions, uh, how he says things, uh, and then it transfers that, it synthesizes a video from that. Uh, Of course, deepfake can also be used for audio and that's a little simpler, but these days we mostly see video as the pinnacle of accomplishment as far as deepfakes are concerned. Deepfakes can be really realistic, uh, especially if they're made on fairly advanced uh, systems based on advanced neural networks where you spend several days creating a particular deepfake of a few minutes. Uh, More typically, less sophisticated systems are also available. In fact, there are apps available both online, uh, you know, as well as mobile phone apps increasingly, where you can spend a few hours to create a small deepfake video of maybe a few of a minute or so. Uh, Those are not going to be that realistic at this point. They are, uh, you'll find issues with them, for example, they'd be blurry, the face would be blurry, the lip movement could be a little out of sync, and so on. Even those are actually uh, real enough and dangerous enough to uh, confuse people who are not aware of something called deepfakes.
0: Doctored images are already quite a big issue for us, as a lot of people in India are either not media literate enough to call out a fake, or they fall trap to a confirmation bias and accepts an altered photo for a real one, just to confirm their beliefs. So naturally, these high-tech doctored videos are going to make matters a lot more complicated. That begs the question, how accessible is this technology currently
1: to Indians? Deepfake apps online, on the web, as well as on the mobile, they're very rudimentary and those are of course accessible uh, to everybody including in India. Uh, In fact, most recently, the the, something in the news was the Deep Nude app from which is actually from one of uh, these groups which have created a number of deep fake apps and the Deep Nude app was used to strip women virtually of their clothes, uh, basically transposing, uh, you know, various elements from different photos onto a synthesized image which looked like it was a nude or a porn shot of somebody. Uh, which was, of course, exceptionally worrying. There was tremendous uh, backlash on this, and that's been taken offline from the major platforms such as Google Play Store and so on. Uh, It is still available at places on the web, but uh, once these systems are online, they're going to be accessible to everybody.
0: Deep nude is a horror story for everyone who does not want to see naked pictures of them online. Now, such pictures of celebrities with morphed heads have existed for a long, long time, but you can usually tell that they're photoshopped. But with deep fakes, the result will be a lot more realistic, and I don't even need to tell you the scope of misuse of such a technology. In the context of the current Indian media landscape, what other consequences are we looking at?
1: Deepfakes are particularly worrying for India. Let's look at the context right now. Even without actual fake videos, you have videos which are taken out of context and they're spread saying this is a picture of child lifters or cow killers or whatever. And they have caused lynchings and death. Now these are not videos which have been even created for fakery. They're real video footage from somewhere else, some other context. It could be Nigeria, it could be somewhere else 10 years ago but they've been misused and that has caused deaths. Now we are moving to the next step where today you can have fairly rudimentary very easily made fakes of somebody, a talking head, essentially somebody saying something which that person didn't say and that could cause serious damage because if you look at what's happening today even without video fakes people are simply taking an image of somebody and putting a caption attributing something very outlandish or seditious which the person didn't say uh, that's not a deep fake that's a simple photoshop job of text being wrongly attributed to somebody if that is causing so much of a backlash and trolling and sometimes you know worse than that uh, you can imagine what a video which looks like it's the person speaking is going to do you're going to have a lot of people believing it, sometimes just fueled by ideology and they want to believe, or at other times, maybe people are neutral, but they see this and they believe that this is what the person actually said.
0: I doubt anyone listening to this is feeling very comfortable about what Prashantu just said, and rightly so. With deep fakes, you can be made to say or do anything at all, and the consequences could be grave. So how can we
1: possibly identify a deep fake? There are no easy ways of identifying a really well-made deep fake. You know in traditional videos which are faked or spliced together, uh, you can use a lot of forensic tools for example to tell whether the audio level has changed, the ambient audio, whether two parts of what a person was saying are recorded in different places uh, as you know indicated by the change in the sound levels or if the lighting has changed or in some cases, if the lighting, you know, the shadows indicate something different from what the video is purporting to say, you know, it's showing its, its morning where the various it says it was taken by the evening. These are traditional tools. Deepfakes take care of those things because it's synthesizing. It's not going to change audio levels. It's so the traditional tools are useless. What you could do today is if, uh, you know, the, the deepfake was made in a fairly rudimentary system, Uh, Well, you can watch out for things like, you know, uh, blurry face or blurry lip movement or the lip and the mouth area being a little out of sync with the rest of the face. Uh, But that is going to get increasingly difficult as systems advance and even regular people will have access to more sophisticated tech. I think what needs to be watched out for are two or three things. From the context of the end user, it will really be the question of whether this person is saying things which are completely outlandish and which, uh, you know, don't make any sense, which of course is not a universal thing that you can watch out for, because it could be just one little thing you change, which could be dangerous enough to cause a war or something like that. In a place like India, where in terms of context, you're going to have maybe 500 million internet smartphone users, of which about 300 million will be low literacy, uh, low digital literacy, maybe zero digital literacy, and or coming in from backgrounds which are different from the mainstream languages that videos probably are going to be made in. And that adds up to a fairly dangerous mix in that cauldron.
0: So deep fakes are only going to get more and more realistic as the AI behind it gathers more data and learns more about human facial expressions and body language. Once it becomes impossible to tell, with naked eyes, whether a video is real or not, how can we possibly fight back such a technology?
1: You know, if AI has created this, AI and machine learning and, uh, you know, deep learning tools are also going to be used to detect this, to detect things which are potentially fake. Fake news is a tough battle and deep fakes are simply going to add to the mix. I think with all of fake news and fake information and whether it's deep fakes, the problem is divided into these two, three parts and steps. First, how do you tell if something is fake? And the you being here, fact checkers and others who are seriously interested, you know, uh, fake fake busters, you know, maybe even individuals who are out to really figure out if something is real or not. Uh, and that is there for traditional fakes, uh, images and so on. There are reverse image searches. There are various ways to, if you're going to uh, be willing to spend some time to determine if something is fake or not. And I suspect with deepfakes, that technology and tools to tell if deepfakes are, you know, if something is fake or a deep fake or a real video, those tools will gradually become available to fact checkers. I don't think the problem is that. I think the problem remains as with all fake news, and it's going to be the case with deepfakes, is what do you do about it? How do you get that across to people who are being flooded by the millions by deep fakes and by other fake news. And there, I believe the answer lies in two or three things. One is, of course, making these tools more easily available to end users. But finally, in the platforms, doing something about it alongside the fact checkers, the platforms like uh, Facebook and uh, WhatsApp and Twitter and all other social platforms, including the Indian ones like ShareChat and so on. uh, They need to work with fact checkers. They need to work with these tools, make these tools accessible to the users Figure out systems of flagging when something is a deep fake and for example, if uh, you know the, the community terms should be modified to say that if something which is a deep fake is being posted without indicating that it is a deep fake, it will be taken down automatically.
0: They say that the technology being used to make something, can also be used to break it. To reverse engineer a deep fake video, we will need a similar technology based on machine learning. And that's why tech companies and fact checkers will have to come together to find solution before the situation escalates any further. I mean, none of us want to see deep fakes of ourselves on the internet. Imagine someone shows you a deep fake video of you cheering for the Pakistani cricket team during an India-Pakistan cricket match. In India right now, that could be a matter of life and death. So you gotta watch out. And that is why we're all part of this fight against misinformation and false narratives that surround us. Fact-checking may be a niche profession right now, but soon, all of us have to inculcate fact-checking practices and habits. Unless, one day you want to find yourself plugged into the matrix with no blue pills to pull you out. And with that, we shall wrap up this week's episode of That Fact Check Show. And this was the last episode of this season. But... We shall be back with a whole new season very soon. In the meantime, we do have some special episodes in store for you, so do keep a lookout on our social media channels and websites. If you enjoyed listening to the season of That Fact Check Show, do share it with your friends, your family, your spouse, and your enemies and rivals. Do not leave anyone out. Also, we do value your feedback, so do send them over to podcast at boomlife.in. This episode was brought to you by Boom Conversations and it was produced by Kritika Kare and the sound edits were done by Kritika and me. Thank you for listening. Catch you later.